Quick Rant, episode 13, The Sky is Falling. Well, I'm about to piss off everybody. Today is Armageddon in America. Donald Trump is officially your president. And yep, he is your president. Whether you like it or not, Donald Trump has the office. Luckily, the Donald was able to resist using the nuclear football to bomb the shit out of ISIS in his first day of office. But give it time. I'm sure that'll happen tomorrow. Donald Trump, the man who rode a wave of fear, hate, jingoism, racism, nationalism, economic resentment towards the establishment, democratic tax programs that forgot a large segment of society that was busting its ass and losing ground year over year, and a general fear over the safety of our borders from agents of terror, officially became the president today and Americans are losing their damn minds. Riots are going on in D.C., and yes, they are riots, because a protest implies you are making your opinion heard within the confines of the law. When you destroy property, you've stopped protesting and began rioting. You are not protesting when you take a shovel and break a Starbucks window into pieces. That Starbucks really shouldn't have voted for Donald Trump, I guess. Many have declared that Trump is not their president. Sorry, wrong. Yes, he is. If you don't think so, try disobeying an executive order and saying you don't recognize it because he is not your president. Let me put this another way. If you go into work on Monday and you find out that the company has replaced your boss with somebody else and that person tries to tell you what to do, See what happens if you look at him and say, or her, and say, you're not my boss, so I'm not doing what you tell me to. You see, what you're doing here is mistaking, I did not choose Donald Trump for president, as him not representing America and all American citizens as its president. I get it. You're saying he is not your president as a way of protesting passively. You're saying, I did not choose him then say I did not choose him. The thing is, the left told the right for eight years that they were wrong when they said Obama was not their president. And it looks really childish and hypocritical to justify using the same tactics when the shoe is on the other foot. Just like it's going to look really hypocritical when the left starts complaining that Donald Trump is legislating using executive orders. You mean the precedent that Barack Obama set during his term in office and the left universally praised as finding a way around a do-nothing obstructionist Congress? That, That legislating using executive orders? It was wrong when Barack Obama did it because it was unconstitutional and an abuse of presidential power, and it will be wrong when Donald Trump does it every single time that he legislates through an executive order because no president should legislate by executive order. Just remember, when Donald Trump does it, you were out there saying that when Obama did it, it was okay. Because it's okay when you agree with the executive order, it's not okay when you disagree with it. Republicans, they're out there celebrating. Democrats think the world is ending. Republicans think the good old days are coming back. 
They're acting like tomorrow we're all going to wake up with an extra level on our house and start shitting gold. There's a prevailing belief that ISIS is just going to surrender because Trump has taken power and he's going to bomb the shit out of them. The right acts like because Trump says he's going to repeat all the tactics of Truman and Eisenhower after World War II, that America will return to the so-called golden years. Well, here's the problem. You see, when Truman and Eisenhower went imperializing and turning Europe into an American client state, the whole world was in shambles. Almost literally the whole world was destroyed. Germany was broken into four pieces, each part controlled by a victorious ally. England was completely bankrupt. France was bankrupt. All of Europe was in pieces and bombed out. A whole generation of dead were laying in battlefield graves. There were 20 to 25 million Russians dead. The Germans literally scorched the earth as they retreated through the most productive parts of Russia. Russia was decimated from an infrastructure standpoint, and it had an entire generation of young men and women, civilians, dead. You, it takes a long time to recover from 25 million who die over the course of half a decade. Not to mention when you literally have an occupying army destroy anything of value as they retreat so you cannot use it against them. China had been horribly brutalized by Japan. They had estimates of 20 million dead. You want to know what I mean by horribly brutalized? Go take a look at something called the Rape of Nanking. And after World War II ended, they went straight into a civil war between the nationalists and the communists, not to mention what would become the greatest famine of modern times in the 60s under the bumbling ineptitude and batshit fuckery of Mao's leadership. Japan was nuked, firebombed, and annihilated. We firebombed Tokyo, which is a city essentially of paper at that time, and completely decimated that country to the point that they unconditionally surrendered for the first time in the history of their nation. They just said, okay, we surrender. The United States was literally the only game in town after World War II. Aside from Pearl Harbor, the war did not touch the American mainland or infrastructure. The U.S. cost in lives was comparatively, comparatively low at an astronomical and appalling 418,000. The U.S. economy entered the war attempting to shrug off the Depression and emerged as the dominant global economic power, so powerful that they fronted cash loans to almost every major European power, including Britain, who only finally repaid that loan in 2006. It's easy to fund infrastructure like the interstate highway system and the power grid expansions and to impose your political and economic will on the world when nearly every other military was wrecked in terms of material, had no manpower reserves to draw on because of the horrifying battlefield and civilian losses, and half the world needs your money and goods because they can't feed themselves and their economy and infrastructure are in complete ruins. So Trump will provide the Eisenhower and Truman America first strong-arm policies, but the question is, who or what will make the rest of the world meek, helpless, and fully dependent on American charity? It's a different world now, and simply trotting out the Truman and Eisenhower playbook isn't going to work. Sorry, but the 1950s aren't coming back any more than I'm going to find Mila fucking Kunis in my bed tonight when I go to sleep. I'd like it to happen, but it's not. So what is going to happen now? Nothing. A lot more of the same. 
the hate-mongering racists will realize that Trump's election isn't going to make racism or intolerance any more socially acceptable than it was a year ago. The majority of us will continue to agitate for tolerance, and that movement will continue to push forward. Just because it's January 20th doesn't mean we all have to start hating what is different from us tomorrow. Oh, damn, it's January 21st. I've got to become a hate-mongering, ignorant fool. No, that's not how it's going to go. We got to this point because the majority of the people in America decided that they were going to be tolerant and not fear everything that looked or acted slightly differently from them. That's not going to change. One man being elected can't change that. He can empower a bunch of idiots to try to act boldly, but they're going to run into that same social ostracizing that they have been for the last few years. Economically, nothing is going to happen that wasn't going to happen. Trends that were already starting will continue. Large businesses were making more money than ever and employing less people than ever. They were sitting on hordes of cash and crying poor. Eventually, businesses have to grow, expand, and spend that cash. Sure, a Republican government and lower taxes will accelerate that. But the recovery has been going on for some time now. Yes, it really has, those of us on the right, economically. Obama actually has had this country on a slow but steady recovery now for some time. And there's no reason that it shouldn't continue. But probably, likely, on the pace that it is, and not that much faster, because quarterly capitalism isn't going away. And as long as companies feel the necessity to make more money this quarter than they did last quarter, even if it's more than all but 22 nations on the face of the planet, then they're going to find a way to do it, even if it means that the only way to do it is to raise prices or lay off workers. That means the economy can only get so good for the labor class, which is just about everyone who goes to work and gets paid a paycheck in exchange for their labor. Militarily, foreign policy-wise, nothing is going to happen. ISIS isn't going to surrender. It's going to continue to slowly die until, like Al-Qaeda, it's replaced by something else. Religious violence over who worships the right God and who's a heathen sinner with no morals has been a leading cause of war since man could pick up a club and brain his neighbor in the name of an all-loving God. It's not changing anytime soon. And hey, that is the fault of the human being, not God. We fail, not him. It's not our fault that we're too stupid as humans to interpret a message from an all-loving God not to mean love your neighbor, but kill your neighbor. That's our fault. That's not his fault. Beyond that, Trump isn't going to let Uncle Vlad dictate what he does. Sorry, we're not going to become a client state of Russia. I know that's the hip new thing. Trump has never not got into a dick measuring contest with anyone. He isn't going to start now that he has the most powerful job in the world. He won't be Vlad's bitch. No one is going to attack America either. You know why? Because it's stupidly suicidal. Aside from the fact that we outspend the world and have the most modern military on the planet and the most up-to-date death machines on the planet, we are defended by two oceans and Mexico to the south and Canada to the north. To invade America, you would need to establish a beachhead on one of the coasts, and to do that, you would have to defeat the Navy and the Air Force, which are both the most superior on the planet, or you'd have to conquer a staging ground in Mexico or Canada without us seeing that invasion happen. Good luck with that. Have fun. Let me know how it goes. 
There's a reason this country hasn't been invaded since the British tried it in 1812 with the exception of one attack on the Hawaiian island out there in the middle of the ocean. The mainland hasn't been under attack since 1812, and it's probably not going to be for any time soon. Take a breath, America. What is ahead is more of the same. Remember when Obama was going to take our guns? Make Islam the state religion? Take the oath on the Koran? Abolish capitalism and make this the socialist states of America? It didn't happen. Trump won't and can't make this Nazi Germany 2.0. Why? Our system is designed to prevent significant change. Change is really tough to make happen here, even small change. Obama could do nothing of significance after Obamacare. Even writing executive orders at the rate doctors give kids Adderall these days, he could not make substantial significant change after he got the Affordable Care Act through. Our founding fathers were smart. Those paranoid fucks so feared anyone being able to have any real power over them that they created counterbalances within counterbalances within counterbalances to prevent one man from accumulating real power. Even after more than two centuries of trying to expand the federal power, the system still functions to make meaningful change almost impossible to occur. Calm down, America. Tomorrow is going to be just like today, which will be a lot like yesterday, which will be a lot like the last decade. This has been a quick rant of Raving Lunatic Media production. I'm going to find Mila fucking Kunis in my bed tonight when I go to sleep.